This program is made possible by Bible Way Media, overseen by the Uliga Church of Christ in Uliga, Oklahoma. You are listening to Diligent Teacher with my mom, Lisa Earl. Hello, ladies. I'm Lisa Earl, and you are listening to the Diligent Teacher podcast. Today, we are going to continue our study in Matthew 23 about the eight woes to the scribes and Pharisees. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast, I recommend you do so before listening to this one. Let's go ahead and remind ourselves of the context of those eight woes and read Matthew 23, 1-12. Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. But do not do according to their works, for they say and do not do. For they bind heavy burdens hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad, and enlarge the borders of their garments. They love the best places and feasts, the best seats in the synagogues, greetings in the marketplaces, and to be called by men, Rabbi, Rabbi. But you do not be called Rabbi, for one is your teacher, the Christ, and you are all brethren. Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. And do not be called teachers, for one is your teacher, the Christ. But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant, and whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Jesus is telling his disciples to not act like the scribes and Pharisees. They are only in it for the glory of men, and they don't even care about what God truly requires of them. They love their traditions and their perversions and are not willing to listen or to change. This is the reason Jesus repeats eight times, Woe to you! Woe is a word that is used to show calamity or ruinous trouble. Jesus is warning them about their actions and simultaneously telling them that they are going to be condemned if they don't heed the warning. Now let's pick up in verses 23 and 24. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone, blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. The scribes and Pharisees had a nasty habit of picking and choosing what they wanted to do, They wanted to pay tithes, probably because others could see them doing it, but they completely ignored other parts of the law. They didn't care about justice, mercy, and faith, because those are traits that lie within a person and are not commonly seen on the outside. But it's all important, isn't it? If we are to be Christians, we have to fulfill the whole role to the best of our abilities. But the scribes and Pharisees didn't care to do that. Then Jesus tells them they are blind guides. It's like when you have someone giving you directions, but they have no idea where to go either. The blind leading the blind, and all that happens is that you end up lost. Jesus goes on to say that they strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. They go to great lengths to get a tiny bug out of their water, but then they feast on a huge, unclean hunk of meat. Again, this is just a continuation of how hypocritical they are about the way they practice religion. Verses 25 and 26. 
Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, that the outside of them may be clean also. This is again a continuation of the previous thought about the gnat and the camel. The scribes and Pharisees only care about what is visible. They want the outside to be clean, but they neglected the inside. Extortion refers to robbery and greed, and the self-indulgence refers to their excess and their lack of self-control. They don't care about these damaging behaviors as long as people think they are righteous. The remedy to this is to clean the inside first, so that the outside can then be cleansed. And we know that God looks at the heart. He doesn't look at the outside of man. And since that is true, the inside needs just as much, if not more, work as the outside. Verses 27 and 28. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you are you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. This one might be the most ironic, in my opinion, of the woes. The outside of a tomb can be beautiful. Many times people will take a lot of time and effort to decorate a tomb by adding flowers, crosses, pictures, and paint. But what is still on the inside? A stinky, decaying body and all that goes along with that. There's a reason we don't normally open caskets after we have buried them. Jesus compares the scribes and Pharisees to those tombs. They might look great on the outside, but what is on the inside is still dirty. Verses 29 and 31 through 31. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous and say, if we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Therefore, you are witnesses against yourselves that you are the sons of those who murdered the prophets. This might be the saddest of all the woes. The scribes and Pharisees keep the graves of the prophets beautiful and acknowledge the fact that their fathers are the ones who wouldn't listen and murdered the prophets of old. But they themselves are the ones planning to murder Jesus, the greatest prophet of all. It is so sad how they have continued the traditions of their fathers, even to murder. It is heartbreaking that they can't see past their own greed, lust, and self-righteousness to save their souls. This is the end of the eight woes that Jesus said to the scribes and Pharisees, but we are going to go ahead and finish out the chapter because it is important to understand the consequences they brought upon themselves through their own choices, their own impertinence, and their own stubbornness. Verses 32 through 39. Fill up then the measure of your father's guilt, serpents, brood of vipers, how can you escape the condemnation of hell? Therefore, indeed, I send you prophets, wise men, and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city, that on you may come all the righteous bloodshed on the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. 
Assuredly, I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus tells them to go ahead and do what is in their hearts. He called them a brood of vipers. A viper is an extremely poisonous snake, and people who are described in this way won't escape the fire of hell unless they change. They were sent and would be sent prophets and wise men and scribes, but they hated them. They hated the words of God and were, that were told them by those prophets and wise men and scribes. I think about Paul most with this. He was thrown in prison, beaten, and whipped, all for the name of Christ. He preached the truth, and they didn't want to hear it. The scribes and Pharisees could have learned from history, but they continued to stick their heads in the sand and ignore or even think about the truth. Woe unto them for their foolish pride. Verses 37 through 39 are a lamentation of Jesus over Jerusalem. He wanted so badly for them to listen to him. He wanted to gather them like chicks under the wings of a hen. He was willing to teach them and help them and protect them, but they refused him. And they would have to bear the consequences of their refusal. The temple would be destroyed and they would be left with nothing. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. If we want to be God's children, we have to become servants. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and always remember to teach them diligently. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can find out more about Bible Way Media at BibleWayMedia.org.